Jamie I can't believe you just chugged it. That was <laughs> <laughs> down the hatch, motherfucker. <laughs> Let's get this going. Uh, all right, so um, we I'm gonna put my phone on airplane mode so I don't have to hear that shit anymore. And we are here to discuss two movies, the first two movies. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I just named it the Teen Movie Madness. We can call it whatever like we want it. to. I believe but, that's what. But we I mean, there's it. like there's the March Madness, right? And that's yeah, an and MM. We might still be going in March. Wow. If we take another break. Yeah. Is that <laughs> how is that how long that would take? Wow. I don't think it'll drive us to madness though, like last year's movie tournament did. That's true. <laughs> oh, on our graphic seven calling it the teen movie showdown. Oh. Showdown. showdown. It's showdown time. And week one we have vampires versus werewolves. Yeah. Ow, ow, ow. Uh, who here, would do that. who here had seen by show of hands, because this is audio, mm-hmm. uh, so dumb. who here had seen these movies before Sam and Lance raised their hands. Uh, I'm had Lance, you seen by the either way. of them. Um, Teen Wolf seemed somewhat familiar, so I think I may have watched it. Did at one you, point. but did it seem familiar because a lot of it is very similar to back to the future? That could be it. <laughs> did you did you catch the similarities between Teen Wolf and Back to the Future? I mean, there are similarities. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. there's one glaring similarity, and that is yeah, the, the star. Wolf. Oh, uh, <laughs> different, but there there was they some were made in the eighties. And I mean, you can't you can't escape it because it is Michael J. Fox. So a lot of his mannerisms. I mean, they were filmed with within like months. Actually, I think there was a little bit of overlap. Between from yeah, when it was Michael close. J. Fox was uh, assigned to uh, or got the job for Back to the Future, I think that there was a little bit where he was still off from Family Ties because M- Meredith Baxter, what's mm-hmm. her full name? Uh, isn't Meredith Baxter Bernie? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, the mom from Family Ties. Yeah, she was on maternity leave. Yep. I think. Okay, that's what I read. And, and yeah, so he wasn't back to work there yet. So then he was bouncing between Teen Wolf and Back to the Future, which he started filming Teen Wolf first, and then finished with Back to the Future. But they decided to release Teen Wolf after Back to mm-hmm. the Future, which was probably the smartest decision they could have made I, for this movie i uh i mean i noticed some similarities but maybe there are some i didn't catch so you will have to highlight those while mm. we're talking about i <clears throat> will teen wolf today so the question is which <clears throat> movie do we start with we did the lost boys mm-hmm. and teen wolf well i think we've already started teen wolf so let's just should we just with that. should we just do that one roll sure. with it. all right um we decided slash i decided that uh we were gonna read a synopsis in case you decided not to watch the films, uh, which would be uh, but unacceptable. Up for the podcast, which Where is perfectly fine. How did you guys watch the movie? With my eyes? No, same. It's not what I meant. On a TV, not my phone this time. Ooh. Yes, it's uh, also on a television. Improvement, not I bad. Watched, I watched this one on an iPad. It's bigger than a <laughs> phone. Bigger than a phone. Bigger than a bread box. Um. Oh yeah. Yeah. So Teen here. Wolf uh, actually. The hard drive that you loaned Kate and I. Um, oh, it was on there? Teen Wolf's on there. Nice. Uh, Lost Boys we got from um, Amazon. Yeah, I just rented it from yeah. one of the Ooh. outlets. That's what we did. But I also 
decided that I wanted to have Lost Boys, and so I got it on Blu-ray. And when I got it on Blu-ray, it came with uh, the two sequels uh, included oh, as well. Oh, I saw that there were some sequels, and I was just like... Mm. I haven't seen either of those, out. so I thought no. maybe at some point I would dig in. I have some trivia about sequels. Mm. But we're not talking Jesus about Lost Boys. We're not yet. All right. All right. You got a synopsis for uh, us? I do. Sorry. But question. I'm, I Because I was pulling this up, I didn't hear. You were talking about sequels to what? To Lost Boys. To, oh. Yeah. Okay. There's one called The Tribe and one called The Thirst. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. And The Tribe is the second one. And The Thirst is the third one. Did anybody return? So the guy. Feldman. Feldman. <laughs> We're going to have to talk about him uh, when we get there. Anyway. But first, we have... But first, here's a plot. Scott Howard, a 17-year-old high school student, is tired of being just average. Living in a small town in Nebraska, his only claim to popularity is playing on the beavers. All right. We'll just leave it there. (laughs) His school's unsuccessful basketball team. Scott fawns after Pamela Wells, even though she's a bee. It doesn't say that. But even though she is dating his rival, Mick, who plays for the Dragons, an opposing team that bullies him on the court. Completely oblivious to the affections of his best friend, Boof, Scott constantly rebuffs her advances due to their history together. Am I all right? I mean, is there anything wrong with me? You should probably shower after basketball. I do. Then no, there's nothing wrong with you. Well, then, uh, why won't Pamela Wells say two words to me? You can do a lot better than Pamela Wells. Like who? Don't you have to be at work? Hey, hey, did I say something wrong? No, no, see you at the party, okay? After startling changes such as long hair suddenly sprouting on his hands, he decides to quit the team, but his coach, Finstock, who was a giant help in this movie, changes his mind, (laughs) scoring a keg with his friend Styles for a party. Scott and Boof end up alone in a closet, and Scott gets rough when they begin making out, accidentally clawing her back. Hey, your fingernails! When he returns home, he undergoes a strange transformation, discovering he is a werewolf. Can I come in? Ah, no, Dad. Uh, no, I'm, uh, I'm doing something in here. I'll say. You may be surprised. Whatever it is, son, you can tell me. I'll understand. Oh! Oh! Oh, no, Dad. Ah, oh, no. Not this time. Scott Howard, this is your father speaking. Now, open this door right this minute. Okay, Dad. His father... I- Thank you. His father, Harold, reveals he is one too. Hmm, strange. And that he had hoped Scott would not inherit the curse because sometimes it skips a generation. Scott reveals his secret to Styles, who agrees to keep it a secret. Wait, what do you think? Can you do that anytime you want? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I just did. But... When Scott becomes stressed on the court, he becomes the wolf and helps win their first game in three years. This has an unexpected result of fame and popularity as the high school is overwhelmed with wolf fever. Scott is alienated from Boof and his teammates as he begins to hog the ball during games. Styles merchandises Teen Wolf paraphernalia 
and Pamela finally begins paying attention to Scott. After he gets a role as werewolf cavalryman in the in the school play alongside her, she comes on to him in the dressing room and they have sex. Why well, I feel like it was implied in the in the what movie. Does it, say in they, there? it just says that they totally did it. It does not. What does it say? It does. It says that. She comes on to him in the dressing room and they have sex. <laughs> okay. That's what it says. I, all right. I, sorry. I was not. You thought I was taking liberty. I did. Yes. All right. Fair. Later, after a date set up to make Mick jealous, Pamela tells Scott that she is not interested in him as a boyfriend, much to his disappointment. Harold tells Scott he is responsible for Vice Principal Rusty Thorne breathing down his neck due to a scare he had given him when he was in high school. One night, things got a little physical and... And you turned into the werewolf. Out of anger, Scott. I turned into the werewolf out of anger. Right in front of his beady little eyes. Was he scared? Scared? He lost control of his bodily functions. I wish I could have seen that. He advises Scott to just be himself. Boof agrees to go with Scott to the upcoming spring dance, but only if he goes as himself. Scott goes alone as the wolf instead. She takes him into the hallway and they kiss. Jamie called that one. Am I right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Which turns Scott back into himself. When they return to the dance, Scott garners everyone's attention, including Pamela. A jealous Mick punches him in the face, then proceeds to insult Boof and taunt Scott until the wolf angrily attacks. Scott runs out of the hall, right into Thorn, who threatens expulsion. Harold defends his son before going on to intimidate Thorn by growling in his face, causing the vice principal to wet himself. You uh, never learn, do you, Rusty? You stay away from me. Scott renounces using the wolf and quits the basketball team. During the championship game, he arrives to rally his teammates to play without the wolf. So where's the wolf? Uh, not today, coach. No wolf. Oh, good idea. Wait a second here. Fill up their confidence. Coach. Look, coach. No wolf. Not now. Not ever. I want to play. But I got to be myself. Okay. Despite the odds, the team begins to work together, and they make ground against the dragons. During the final quarter, behind by one point, Scott is fouled by Mick at the buzzer. He makes both free throws, winning the championship. Brushing past Pamela, he kisses Boof as his father embraces them both. Not weird at all, Dad. Mick tells Pamela that they should leave, but she tells him to drop dead and storms off while everyone else celebrates the victory. First of all, can we... Sam, you're a sports guy, right? Sure. Okay. Sports fan, So, yeah. sports guy, uh, in this final scene, yeah. it shows Mick directly under the basket <laughs> as like an intimidation tactic. That's not allowed, right? Right. Okay. Correct. 
<laughs> just okay. Um, I, we don't have to start there. They that also was just have the most a wolf thing. on the team, which I'm pretty sure is also not allowed. You don't know that. I'm sorry. It's Nebraska. <laughs> I will say I loved this the part of that scene when <clears throat> Michael J. Fox is like grinning ear to ear. And Mick's like, what are you so happy about? Because Mick has just fouled him. He's like, mm-hmm. that's four fouls. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's fantastic. <laughs> For those of you that don't know basketball, five you only get five fouls per game. Lord and then knows. you can't play anymore. Yep. I don't out. know basketball. I mean, I know more than I used to, but I still don't know a lot. So let's get started. Uh, who wants to go first on, uh, on Teen Wolf? Man, there's a lot to talk about. Like, I, I have so many notes here. First of all, one of the things I noticed right away is that, well, I'll, I'll start with, I, we kind of have to start with the basketball because that's where it begins. Mm-hmm. I really like the intro to this film, and yeah. I like that it starts with that pulsing heartbeat mm-hmm. because they carry that out through the rest of the film. That's, it, mm-hmm. that's exactly what anytime I wrote down yeah, wherever any, my notes are. Anytime he's transforming into the wolf. Um, which we can talk more about uh, later. But uh, the other thing that I noticed uh, right away in the basketball game is that um, this gym looks like most high school gyms, but these rims are bent to shit. (laughs) (laughs) This is clearly an abandoned school. (laughs) And somebody needs to fix that shit. (laughs) Did you read... Anything about the location of the school where they filmed? No. I did not. I read that it was right by an airport, so they had to hold filming every time a plane oh, went over. God, that wow. would be so annoying. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, wow. There were definite production issues that I saw in in watching the movie. Yeah. Like the one glaring one, which I'm not sure that anybody else would have noticed. But when you're doing a... When you're doing a take and you're on a street and you have the street shut down, apparently you don't pay attention to stoplights because the first time I think they were heading to the liquor store or just leaving the liquor store when uh, Michael J. Fox, Scott, he gets the keg. Yeah. They drive straight through a red light. Yeah. Like it's Mm -hmm. nothing. And they weren't the only ones on the road. Right. (laughs) It was, they just passed one and I'm like, oh, okay. Well, maybe back in the 80s, people didn't pay attention to these details, but I'm sitting here and I noticed it. He was riding high that he had just gotten the keg and he ran it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, he was, he was pleased. When I pick up a keg. Uh, So yeah, they're, I guess let's talk about the school a little bit more. Yeah. The first thing that I noticed is the problem that the principal had with Scott, Michael J. Fox, which is the exact same thing that happens in Back to the Future. Yeah. With Strickland. Yeah. And the principal has a problem with him because of his family. Now, granted, it was a wolf problem. And not that he had dealt with the things that George McFly had done. Right. But it was like the exact same thing. So I have to wonder if that went through Michael J. Fox's mind at all when he was when he filmed these back to back. And it's two scenarios in which you have a principal that's on your ass. Yeah. Like constantly. Yeah. I don't know. That was one of the things that I noticed. Yeah, I mean, that was definitely one of the the biggest similarities for sure is that, yeah, he had, you know, obviously, uh, what's his face from uh, 
um, Back to the Future that mm-hmm. called him a slacker. And then this Strickland, guy, yeah. yeah, Strickland, yes. And then this guy, Rusty, was just, uh, yeah, was kind of all over him, you know. Um, At least with Strickland, he let you know, like, from the beginning, your father was a slacker. Yeah. But in this movie, we don't know what the fuck the principal's problem is. Right. right Until away. later. Yeah. yeah. You're just like this guy. Which, which is fine. Which because children. otherwise it would have like kind of spoiled that the dad yeah. had this thing. Yeah. So. That was an interesting, I thought, you know, twist or, or addition to the story, I thought. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, one of my favorite scenes, though, is when he's in the class. We're, we're going to kind of jump around. That's here. okay. Yeah. I don't think there's one of my favorite it. scenes is when he is up at the blackboard and he's starting to transform and he sees mm-hmm. that his claws are growing. And so he has to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Well, yeah. And he runs out into the hallway and he can't use the first bathroom he finds because uh, the custodian is there and like, yeah, you know, you can't use it or whatever. I'm in mm-hmm. there. And uh, so he takes off down the hallway and they show it from a distance and he goes off down this long ass hallway <laughs> And then it has been like mopped recently. So he starts sliding, basically skiing down the hallway. And I don't know if Michael actually got to do that scene, but it looks like the most fun ever because he's sliding down it. And then at the very end, like plops right on his ass. (laughs) And then he does like a risky business thing during the second, during the second part of that, when they go back to it, because he slides across it, you know, except he once again, like totally falls down. I don't know. It looked like he was having the most fun. If it was Michael, uh, he was just like sliding all over the place. I can't remember I, this. I'm only getting this information from stuff that I f- feel like I read about back to the future in the past, but wasn't he like 23, 24? He was 23 he was, in this movie. Okay. So then that would make sense that he would have been 24 in back to the future at some point. So good job, by the way. Well all played. of the other students, well, the other main characters were in their late twenties during. This I was movie. gonna say, so can we Mick count this looks, as a teen movie? <laughs> I it, mean, it depends eliminated. on how old the characters are supposed to be. Yeah, I, suppose. I would say we wouldn't be able to watch a lot of this list That's if we true. were going to start playing that game. Definitely have to eliminate Greece right off the bat because they were like forty. Do we go by? Do we go by theater rules here? Yeah. It's like a fifty-year-old playing a nineteen-year-old. Um, on the note of stunts, um, what's the best friend's name? Or the guy with the kid? Styles. 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 Um, I read a thing that said that when they had the um, the shaving cream, mm-hmm. he was sliding all over the place in that and felt like he was skating. <laughs> and also, um, it was actually him riding on top of the van. Really? Yeah, that's cool. Okay. And they had a police escort, which you can see in one of the shots following them. Oh. But it was him. He was harnessed to the van, but it is him and not a stunt double. So that's you cool. you can see the police escort in the movie? Yes. I didn't I didn't catch that. I didn't see it, but I <coughs> that's somebody great. else did. But the scenes where it's the wolf, they had a stunt person doing that. Because he was doing backflips and stuff on, right. on top, right? Which I think they must have had two different stunt doubles for Michael. Because I didn't read about that one, but that makes sense for the shit on the van. Right. But for all the basketball stuff, apparently they went to a local school Mm -hmm. and found a basketball player that was short, but not (laughs) quite as short as Michael J. Fox. Because (laughs) one of the articles that I found basically said how the movie could have potentially had a lot more problems because he couldn't play basketball worth shit. Which was fine for 
one part of his character, <laughs> but for the other part of the character, not so much, which makes me really appreciate and pay attention to the last part of the movie where he has to make those free throws. Yeah. Because who knows how long <laughs> the people in the stands had to sit there and watch Michael J. Fox try Whoa. to make these shots. His shoot. I mean, <laughs> let we can talk about the basketball really quick, like the yeah. actual playing. It was bad. <laughs> I mean, really, even bad for high school standards. Really bad, but I, it's kind of endearing to me, like how bad it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Michael J. Fox's shot. It's like how you know, like a little kid would shoot. You know, it's like. Yeah. I mean, he just. It looks like he's just throwing his whole body behind it just to try to get it up <laughs> onto the rim. You know what I mean? Um. So that's funny. But when I watched it as a kid, or like you, know, I didn't pay attention. To yeah. any of that, you yeah. know, well, you just yeah. and I did read another thing. Um, so all of the basketball was mapped out and choreographed. Yeah. And Michael J. Fox at one point suggested that they just play and see how that goes. And it did not go well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm sure I could do this. <laughs> well, and you can tell like sometimes when they when they like maybe just let it go a little bit. I mean, obviously they weren't trying to like, you know, stop Michael from trying to make a layup. Cause there is one scene I know where he's like, he puts up a layup and it looks like it's just filmed and it goes in, Mm -hmm. but uh, maybe it didn't. But anyway, yeah, they also reuse some of the stuff. Like you see some of the stuff like again, a second time, uh, they maybe just like hang on to it a little, they stay on it a little longer or something like that to make it look different. But the scores in these games, I started jotting these down, especially in that last game. Uh, I, I don't know. It was like <laughs> crazy. Like they were losing 22 to three when he finally comes in. And then like a few minutes later, it's like tied. I don't know. It was ridiculous. <laughs> this is also the same team that beat them 71 to 12 wow. in the first game in the movie. But they didn't have confidence then. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> That's all it, takes. it was unbelievable. But yeah, clearly the person that played the wolf was a skilled basketball player yeah. and definitely taller than Michael. But I just kind of chalk that up to I buy into that because I'm thinking, well, when he turns into the wolf, he like, you know, he gets bigger. He like becomes, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I buy that. outside the realm of yeah, possibility. I, I buy I get it. that. Yeah. For an actor who said for I don't know when he started saying it but I know he said it when he was referring to back to the future and some of the stunts that he did in there uh he would always say pain is temporary film is forever and yet I found an article where a producer of Teen Wolf said that at the end of one day Michael J Fox ripped off the wolf mask and threw it on the ground and said I never want to wear this again <laughs> But he did, and uh, we're all better for it. Can I, before we move on with more details from the movie, I found a review of Teen Wolf from August of 1985. Okay. And I'm excited to read it to you. It says, Teen Wolf, which opens today at Lowe's State and other theaters, is a high school comedy about a young man, a sweet-natured non-entity, who gains small-town celebrity and power when he discovers he's a werewolf. For Scott Howard, Michael J. Fox, being a werewolf doesn't mean baying at the moon and chewing on the necks of former friends. It means that when he wills it, he can turn into a werewolf 
who's a star basketball player and much in demand as a prom escort. (laughs) The uplifting point of all of this comes when Scott must decide whether or not he's willing to simply be his non-entity self and thus forfeit the fame that comes with his other hairier identity. For a film that's so innocuous, Teen Wolf is aggressively boring. It doesn't (laughs) even know much about high school life, since the members of the basketball team that Scott's team must play for the big championship attend his high school. (laughs) There is, is there such a thing as an intramural? Yeah, intramural. Is there such a thing as an intramural all-state championship? The film is overacted by everyone except for Mr. Fox, who is seen who is seen to far better advantage in Back to the Future. The special effects aren't super, but the movie isn't important enough to damage the classic werewolf myth. No silver bullet is needed to dispatch this movie. It dies a natural death as no one looks on. So So the whole thing about the intramural thing, I guess they're referring to the fact that Mick seems to be around the school a lot. Yes. Yeah. So I just took that as Mick was dating Pamela. Mm-hmm. And so who went to the Beaver school. Right. So he was just showing In more ways than one. Right. <laughs> so he was just showing up at the school because he was there to see his girlfriend. And the first time you see Mick after the basketball game, it's when I guess she's finishing up with play. The, the whole day schedule for this is weird <laughs> because the basketball game ends. And then the next thing, you know, there's like play practice <laughs> And but it's just her. And yeah, no one else is there for play. We'll, we'll get to that. Yes. I have some notes on. Yeah, that. we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, and they're they're at play practice, which is after the basketball game. Yeah. Uh, and he's like going to his after school job. So clearly, this basketball game is at like I don't know, like right when school ends or right before school ends. I don't know. Like it's, it's almost not like a evening. junior high game. It's weird. <laughs> it starts at, well because it's intramural. Yeah, well, it starts at two. So I just took that as Mick went to another school, but he showed up because his girlfriend was there, and he was he went to the dance because she invited him to the dance. I mean, you know, we all went to dances probably in school where you know you invited your boyfriend or girlfriend mm-hmm. from another school or whatever. Like you know that happens. Yeah, I I guess I didn't think that was that weird, but. He is, he is around a lot. But. He is around a lot. But it could be like a situation where, you know, like Des Moines and Ankeny, those two towns are very close together. So yeah. it wouldn't be outside yeah. the realm. Or even hell, if both of the Ankeny teams ever made it. Mm-hmm. Sure. Then people from the same town would be playing each other for state and it'd be very feasible, mm-hmm. as Sam was saying. Let's talk about this play thing. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, the director. Uh, might be the worst acting in the movie. What? I love that. I, th- I thought that director was <laughs> Those fucking who great. Can't do no, teach. but it, like, Ouch. it's <laughs> you did. I, I think he's so over the top in everything yeah. that he does. Well, okay, but see, that's the thing, right? Like, if you're gonna play a role like that, especially right. back in the eighties, right, right, right. Like, I you get need it. to add, you need to add some sort of flavor to it. And I like that he he's did so what he dramatic. did. Yeah, he was. <laughs> But I like that he Which did what I he guess did. Makes He's like a wolf, a wolf person. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, wolf, wolf, wolf person. Whatever your name is, that was really. Thanks, babe. I love you. Something. Please raise your hand 
again because this is audio. Yeah, right. If you ever referred to your high school drama teacher by their first name. Mm. <laughs> well, no. Yeah, I did not. I think we might have. No. We didn't, might have. Didn't do that. Okay, so Jamie's high school drama teacher was creepy. Let's just say. She, <laughs> no, she wasn't respected. There's a difference. Oh. <laughs> Let's okay. just say. We didn't like Becky. What was the, what was the character's name? And she didn't teach. The the blonde Pamela Wells Pamela yeah. let's just say that's not the first time that Pamela did it backstage right just uh, saying clearly like she made it seem like there was a relationship going on with her and the director mm-hmm. right very yes. much so. and then the other weird thing about it is what you said which is that she was the only person on stage <laughs> ever not even on just on it's stage a really small in theater the theater yeah, there was nobody else in the theater there's nobody else in the play no one backstage what the fuck is the show who built the set. But they can only have him the in the play if he's the wolf. Maybe it's because it's supposed to be a one-person show. I guess. Uh, like, were there outtakes where there were other cast members? <laughs> like, it wouldn't have it wouldn't have killed you to just throw a few other people on stage <laughs> or throw some people out in the audience. I just thought I that agree. was so bizarre. I agree. So weird. Um, my yeah. favorite quote was when she was seducing him in the dressing room and she said, we're just one big happy family in the theater. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Again, Raise your hand if you've ever said that in that context. Nope. <laughs> yeah, Jamie's no. got her hand up again talking about her drama I teacher. do not. <laughs> I have Spike or whatever this gremlin name. He's just a regular old gremlin. I have a gremlin He is toy. not Stripe or Spike, whatever oh, you yeah, want to call I him. I always call him <laughs> Spike, George. and that's never right. <laughs> I liked the, the little one-liners that uh, Michael J. Fox could slip in there. So the morning after he sees his dad as the wolf yeah. which is still him being the wolf is still pretty fresh but it's after that intense bathroom scene where yeah. you see him wolf out yeah his dad says how about a nice cup of hot cocoa and michael j fox says yeah that'll help <laughs> <laughs> i never <laughs> caught that before yeah. that was pretty great yeah. <laughs> he was just being so passive aggressive <laughs> isn't it weird that that so this is something kate pointed out to me isn't it weird that this this more this next morning, which seems like a day when maybe he's going to school, yeah, is the day after this party he had gone to, like this yeah. raging kegger, <laughs> yeah, because like, I assume this kegger was supposed to be on the weekend, but yeah, then it's like the next Wednesday day they're going to keggers. school, yeah. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> apparently they were just partying during the week. Yep. Um, I really enjoyed his reaction to becoming a wolf. Do you mm-hmm. guys remember what he said? Uh, in the bathroom? Yes, when he's looking in the mirror. Uh, I remember he says some stuff. Was there something in particular? He says, geez, Louise. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's doing, he's doing so much of it like under his breath. (laughs) Yeah. Because he doesn't want to make a lot of noise because he knows that his dad's right there. Can we just talk about that scene though? Because that (laughs) is like. I mean, it's one of the best scenes in the film. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, it's done pretty well considering there was no Rick Baker involved or anything like that. I think you it's know? done great. Yeah. I love the way that they shoot it. It's from up in the corner, like from the ceiling, you know? Yeah. yeah so you yeah. can see everything that's going on. I love the music, the way they're building mm-hmm. the suspense as he's transforming. Um, I think that scene was fucking great. And yeah. anytime he changes to the wolf, 
it's like they they play this dramatic music and they do such a really good job, I think, of using music and the score or whatever yeah. to like enhance what is happening in the film. The the blood pulsing because I I I made that I made that note as well. That sound it almost acted like even if the camera wasn't on him, it was like the Jaws effect. Yeah, you knew that it was coming, like that. Yeah, that it was building up within right. him. So I like that. One other thing I noticed when he is like mid transformation and his like forehead is starting to pop out a little mm -hmm. bit, he looks like Michael York, the oh. actor Michael York. <laughs> you yeah. know the guy that played Basil in yes. the Austin Powers movies. Yes, I do. <laughs> That's who he looked like to me. Anyway, no offense uh, to Michael York, it, it doesn't look none bad. taken. Just, I could yeah. feel like I could answer Just for him. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, what okay. else? Do you got anything, Jamie? Well, I was going to ask you three if any of you had ever seen the TV show Teen Wolf. No, but can I tell you that it's super annoying to try to look up something about Teen Wolf <laughs> and it pops up with this fucking new show that started in like 2017. Yeah. And I don't know, like maybe it's okay, maybe it's good, but also fuck off. Well, get I out of my search. <clears throat> I haven't seen all of them. It's an MTV thing, right? It is. Yeah. Like it. Um, I feel like I've seen a season or two of it. And see, when Teen Wolf came out in 1985, MTV played music videos. It's true. They got did. that, kids. What? <laughs> they did. What's a music video? <laughs> but I will tell you, the sport that they play is lacrosse and not basketball. Are you fist fucking me? Okay. Really wow. Not. Okay. Oh, I haven't heard that phrase in a long time. <laughs> I have not either. I was not ready I for it. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that back. I feel like you'd know. Why? Oh, but <laughs> so yeah, they. But why? But like basketball works great. Why would you change that? Is it supposed to be like an international thing? Who the fuck plays lacrosse? Probably to make it unique. Okay. You know? Where where does the show I take place? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah nobody cares. Because if it's it somewhere up north, maybe like, I feel like Wisconsin or Michigan is very a lacrosse area. All right. Yeah. I don't know. It's just what I'm saying. I'm yeah. guessing. Um, and maybe so then they could do more, I don't know, maybe yeah. so that they could play outside instead of being in a gym. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it could mm -hmm. be more like in the woods, yes. you know, because it like out up, up north, you know, there's all those wooded areas where yeah. wolves actually are um he never like comes at least in the first two seasons like some people start to find out that he is a werewolf have you watched this fucking show i told you i've seen the first season or two. Yeah. massachusetts thank you i was gonna say oh, i thought it was okay north. um but his best friend styles does know like they right named off. him styles the best friend yeah God damn it. they they kept that yes but I can Was he it. as cool as this Styles? Oh did he have the t-shirt game <laughs> oh, on fire buddy. like this guy did? It was Dylan O'Brien. I don't know. Or if the shirt know, that says obnoxious. Oh, well, that's not even the best one. I know, right? The movie. <laughs> yes. What was the other one? Life sucks and then you die. Uh, that's a great one. But the <laughs> best one is what are you looking at? Dick nose. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm not going to lie to you. Several times in my life, I've almost purchased that shirt. <laughs> Amazing. Yes. I will say. I haven't I like, pulled the trigger on it yet. I like the Styles character in the new Teen Wolf. And I liked the Styles character. In, I think his t-shirt game might not be on point, but I yeah. feel like he did a good job emulating the character, but okay. also making it his own, mm -hmm. if that yes. makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, I don't know. And like his dad's not, he is 
bitten and turns into a wolf oh. rather than inherits it. Oh, so, that's so there's actual like werewolf lore in it? Yeah. Unlike this one. There's hmm. lots of werewolf lore. <laughs> like yeah. from that regards, I think you would like it. But then also mm. it's like a teen show. See, which that is was fine. one of my problems with this one was it was like, He can oh, change whenever he wants. He's a werewolf. No explanation. No rules to the werewolfery. What's the one with Kate Beckinsale and she's a vampire? Underworld. Underworld. In the underworld underwear underworld <laughs> lore yeah like the older lichens can change on will at will yes yeah. so yeah. like well and that didn't bother me as much as it, they just didn't explain it at all it was correct. like there's yeah. just this werewolf thing and you it have is to go weird that it. he can change whenever he wants and they just don't cover well it. and they don't talk it's just hereditary this is how we are at the end of yeah. the story like yeah there was i wanted more history agreed. of werewolves <laughs> there were some things where they were like look you just got to go on this you just mm-hmm. got to go with this on this like mm-hmm. when he becomes a werewolf the first time mm-hmm. and like that's when the whole movie could be like oh shit you know everybody all the other actor all the other uh characters in the film could just be like what the fuck and then bail and be like this is crazy and then you know they call the like dog catcher and they have to catch him um, <laughs> or, or some shit, but they don't, they just keep playing basketball. <laughs> they just keep going. Everyone just gets real quiet yeah. in the gym. So you just have to buy Like it, you have to buy in to keep it a nice tight 90 minutes. Yeah. I would have liked it if when he was explaining to him, mm-hmm. uh, Hey, it got passed down from generations. Sometimes it skips a generation. They could have expanded that talk, like yeah. throwing another five minutes where he goes into how it, how it happened, and also maybe explain what happened to his mom because we don't know. Mm. See, and that's too I soon think for that. That because they left out a lot of the explanation and a lot of the rules of being a werewolf, this is not so much a supernatural movie as it is just a teen movie. Yeah, mm. yeah. Right. They didn't want to get too deep. They thought it was mm-hmm. going too deep into, you know, they into wanted that. to keep it. Teens light. would uh, tune they out. Yeah. yeah, they wanted to sure. keep it more comedic than. Yeah. Some teens. Nerdy. Uh, what else do we want to say about Teen Wolf? I have a lot more to say. <laughs> I really do. Uh, so I, I'll just run down a few of these things that are observations. And if you guys want to say more about them, please do. Uh, Michael J. Fox. Sweaty. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Everyone. So but, wet. Well, but Everybody. not, but so not wet. as wet as Mick. No. Under that basketball. No. Every time it cut to him, there was fresh drops. They were yeah, all coming. Yeah, but Michael J. Fox wasn't even playing basketball when he started being sweaty. <laughs> Spray bottles, yeah. man. They were so, yes, so they sweaty. Were very and wet. wet. Right? Um, this, okay. Do you guys know where this took place? Nebraska. Yes. Yeah. And I didn't realize that until probably a more recent watch, like maybe. A year ago. Yeah, I never knew that growing up. I never paid attention to it. There's a sign hang it could be anywhere. There's a sign hanging up in the living or in the kitchen, like on the fridge, and it's like a little banner with like Nebraska's football schedule on it. And Mm -hmm. then in uh the coach's uh locker room or coach's office rather, there's a little like Nebraska sign as well. So they're trying to basically let us know, hey. This is where it is, even though it's probably California. <laughs> the, Fair. the lady that is holding the hat and wearing the lingerie. Oh, yes. When we're downstairs oh, and we're yeah. playing this game at the party. Yeah. What's up with her? What the fuck is going on? She seems older. She does. <laughs> and I, I, Kate and I were having this discussion. I'm like, well, yeah, like maybe they hired her for the party. 
Because she did not seem entertained by anything that was happening. <laughs> and she had this, she yeah, she had this like, look on her face, just like, this is what happens at these parties I, I throw or whatever. I thought that was so weird. What is but, the sour, cr- or the sour, not the sour, what shaving cream game that they are playing on the floor? What is that? They just oh. wrestling in shaving cream. But, like, shaving cream. But, but they but also had like their hands tied back behind back them. Yeah, they, they were almost untied. like, yeah, it, yeah. yeah. It okay. was like a right? behind your back, like very hog tied thing. I feel like I got a lot of ideas for our next vacation from the party. Wow. So. Kate said that when Michael J. Fox walks into the locker room just in a towel and the coach gives his amazing advice. Yeah. Uh, his like rules to live by, which are like, uh, you know, never date a woman with a dagger on her arm, tattooed on her arm, uh, never play cards mm-hmm. with a guy named after a city, and never get less than 12 hours of sleep, uh, rules I live by. Um, <coughs> anyway, uh, I like Bobby Finstock, regardless of what you said about him earlier, not being helpful. Um, I'm... I'm <laughs> It's just in the movie. Yeah, I will say like, I appreciate he, he, that he, high school coach energy because so yes. often you see the opposite. Well, in, that, and I'm just like, I should be asking you for money. Well, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm here for whatever you need. Well, I've got this problem. You know, now's not a great time. <laughs> it was accurate. <laughs> so great. So great. But Kate noticed that when Michael J. Fox comes out in just a towel, uh-huh. you can see his dick. Oh, for real? Yeah. Kate's like, there's Michael J. Fox's dick. You can see it like as in under the towel. Yeah. Under the towel. You can like see the outline of his dick. Oh, well, congratulations. Uh, so anybody that watched this uh, with us, go back, make sure that you, uh, you well, know, pause on that scene. That's something that, <laughs> that's something that back phone. to the future definitely does not have. The only other thing I have for this that I wrote down was, did you guys have a, like this, this brought back so many memories to high school for me. Did you guys have a hangout after games in high school? Like, did you have like a pizza place or a place, uh, a restaurant you guys went to and would go? Like Nevada, Nevada had Minsky's that people would go to okay. that it, it was a pizza place because the only other pizza place would have been Casey's and there's no, uh, you know, no place to hang out. So this was like a legit pizza place that yeah. I think a lot of people were because of that reason, because you would go there. They were really bummed when it went out of business and got tore down. It's like where the new city hall is now. So there was no okay. chance of it sticking around. I thought that was so cool because I just remember at least in my school after like a football or basketball game, all of the students, well, almost all of them, but a lot of them would congregate at these mm. places afterwards and, you know, eat pizza and yeah. BS for a while after the game. So no, I <sighs> nobody ever like shotgun a beer like he did or not shotgun a beer, but uh, whatever you call that when you, well, maybe it is. I don't know. What do you what do you call yeah, it? Yeah, when you stab when, it, when you stab it, it when yeah. you take your mm-hmm. fangs and <laughs> well, that's, I think that that's would a little more unique. I guess. Like shotgunning. Right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say another thing, but it, it kind of goes with the next movie as well. But um, do are we saving? Like, should we do final thoughts about Teen Wolf, or are we saving all of that until Maybe let's when do we it get until after? Yeah. Okay. Let's talk yeah. about Lost Boys. First. All right. Um, do you want to do the synopsis? Sure. Okay. Now that we've I've uh, got it here now that we you. spent an hour talking about Teen Wolf. Jesus um, Christ. Hey, it's worth it. Oh, here you go. I got it here. Oh, okay. Yep. You good. On the big screen. On the big one. It's so All fancy. Right. Okay, folks. Synopsis for The Lost Boys. Cue Michael, music. Michael Emerson and his younger brother, Sam, 
<laughs> move with their recently divorced mother, Lucy, to the fictional small beach town of Santa Carla to live with her eccentric father, Michael, and Sam's grandfather. Hey, we're almost there. What was that smell? Ah, that's the ocean air. Smells like someone died. Aw, honey, look, guys, I know the last year hasn't been easy, but I think you're really gonna like living in Santa Carla. Lucy gets a job at a video store owned by bachelor Max Lawrence. Michael becomes fascinated by Star, a beautiful girl he spots on the boardwalk, though she seems to be uh, with the mysterious David Powers, the leader of a youth biker gang. In the local comic book store, Sam meets brothers Edgar and Alan Frog, a pair of self-proclaimed vampire hunters. They give Sam horror comics to teach him about the undead threat they claim has infiltrated the town. Hey man, read this. I told you, I don't like horror comics. Think of it more as a survival manual. There's a number on the back. And pray you never need to call us. Through Star, Michael is drawn into the orbit of David's motorcycle gang. They challenge him with several tests of courage and soon offer him initiation into the gang. During a meal in their hangout, an abandoned luxury hotel sunken beneath the cliff by the 1906 earthquake. There's a link to the 1906 earthquake. Star warns Michael not to drink from an offered bottle, warning it is blood, but he ignores her advice. Soon thereafter, Michael begins to undergo a change. His eyes are sensitive to sunlight. The smell of food revolts him, and his reflection becomes partly transparent. He develops a craving for blood and attempts to attack his brother Sam, but is stopped by Sam's dog, Nanook. Mike, what happened? Nanook. What about Nanook? What'd you do to my dog, you asshole? Nothing, I didn't hurt him. He bit me. This is my blood. Why'd he bite you, Mike? Huh? What'd you do to him? Sam is initially terrified but Michael convinces him that he is not yet a vampire and desperately needs his help. Sam deduces that, as Michael has not yet killed, he is a half-vampire, and his condition is reversible upon the head vampire's death. Poser. Sam and the Frog Brothers initially suspect Max of being the head vampire, but after he passes their tests, in quotes, they focus on David. David tries to provoke Michael into killing, but Michael repeatedly refuses. So... Now you know what we are, now you know what you are. You'll never grow old, Michael, and you'll never die. But you must feed. <laughs> Star reveals that she and Laddie, the youngest of the gang, are also still partly human and that David had intended for Michael to be Star's first kill, sealing her fate as a vampire. Michael leads Sam and the Frog Brothers to the gang's lair. They impale one vampire, Marco, with a stake, awakening David and the others, but the boys escape, rescuing Star and Laddie. Realizing the gang will come after them, that night the teens arm themselves with holy water-filled guns, uh, water guns, a longbow, and wood stakes, barricading themselves in the house. When night falls, David, David's gang attacks. The Frog Brothers, Sam and Nanook, take out two of the gang while Michael and David battle each other. You afraid to face me, David? Huh? Come on. Tried to make you immortal. You tried to make me a killer!
David is impaled, but there is no change in Michael, Starr, or Laddie, forcing the group to conclude that they have still not accounted for the master vampire. Lucy and Max then return home from their date, and Max is revealed to be the head vampire. Max explains that he had instructed David to turn Sam and Michael into vampires so that Lucy could not refuse to be transformed herself, as his objective had been to make Lucy's mother for his lost boys. Don't fight, Lucy. So much better if you don't fight. Mom! Mom, don't! Mom! Don't do it, Mom! Mom, don't do it! Mom, no! As Max pulls Lucy to him, preparing to transform her, Grandpa crashes his truck through the wall of the house, (laughs) impaling Max on a wooden fence post and causing him to explode. Michael, Star, and Laddie then return to normal. Amongst the carnage and debris, Grandpa casually retrieves a drink from the refrigerator and declares, One thing about living in Santa Carla, I could never stomach. All the damn vampires. <laughs> was my best uh, Barney Hughes good. impression. It was very good. Um, and that is it. Can we start with... <laughs> I can't wait. So many places to start. <laughs> the literary references in the naming. Yeah. Love, mm. love the character names in the show because mm-hmm. it's Lost Boys, which is Peter Pan. Right. And the main character is Michael, mm-hmm. who is the youngest darling. Mm-hmm. And then you have Edgar and Alan, mm-hmm. clearly a reference to Poe. Yep. And then you have Lucy, which mm-hmm. is a character in Dracula. And I'm not familiar with this one, but apparently Max is from Nosferatu. Uh, okay. So they pulled so many vampire and then also Mary, Mary Poppins. That's the wrong thing. Peter Pan references. Yeah. First of all, when rewatching this, because I haven't seen it, in a long time. Yeah. And Veronica was over for it. I was. And so we started watching it and I saw Star and I'm like, where do I know her from? And you said, what did you say that she was in? Uh, a sitcom called Still Standing. And I said, wrong. I wasn't and wrong. She was in that. <laughs> I, said, I said, that's not it. And uh, and then I couldn't like stop thinking about it. So at five minutes Still watching, waiting till I was going to see her again because it was like around the uh, the carnival area or whatever. Right. And and then I slapped Veronica and I said, "He did." It's the girlfriend from <laughs> Twister. He punched me really she, hard. She was the one <laughs> that was with uh, Bill Paxton mm-hmm. in Twister, mm-hmm. but she just looks a little different because she's younger. And I'm sure. like, I know that fucking face yeah. because I watched Twister so much because I I enjoyed that movie so much when it came out. Yeah. So I didn't know if you knew her mm-hmm. from that or not. No, <clears throat> I mean this movie and Less Than Zero were the two that I really knew her from. Mm. Um, but. Yeah, I I think later I I remembered looking up that she had been in Twister. So yeah, but that's probably the like biggest movie she's been in. You know, most likely. Yeah, box office wise right, for sure. Right. We I believe are going to see her again next week. Interesting. Um. Oh, that's very possible. Jamie Gertz is her name, by the mm-hmm. way. Yeah. So the opening scene is one of my absolute favorites. Uh, I mm-hmm. love when the movie the film opens with them just sweeping in. <laughs> over this, like over the water and then over to the carnival area. They did not, Mm -hmm. uh, this would be done with a drone now, but they surely just fucking used a helicopter for for so many scenes of this film. So dizzy. They went nuts. (laughs) That That is the first thing Veronica said. Yeah. (laughs) The helicopter shots were like, they went nuts on that. So clearly they had a budget for that kind of stuff, but I thought it was great. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I thought it looked really uh, a, a really cool way of uh, filming it. So now I've been a Kiefer Sutherland fan for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're a kid, you don't really think about actors so much, or at least I didn't. But then as I got older, I really enjoyed 24 and a lot of the other stuff that he did. Does anybody else have this same issue when you watch movies where it's just so strange to think of this person who you're used to being a certain age (laughs) and you're supposed to see them as this much younger person? Okay, so it's just it's a weird thing for Max, the guy that was running Mm -hmm. the store. Yeah. I remember him most as the grandfather in Gilmore Girls. Yep. Right. So he was a moralized dad. Yes. 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 So that is a yeah. prime example. So I'm so used to seeing him older. Mm-hmm. So when I saw him, even though he's middle-aged or maybe, I have no idea how old he is in this movie, 30s, 40s, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just like, you should be at Friday night dinner, <laughs> sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't it's be just, doing these shenanigans it's just so interesting to see Kiefer Sutherland at that age and you know his mannerisms are all very similar you know they stayed the same throughout the years and uh, another observation that I made was watching him and his gang I said that they looked like the band Bon Jovi Mm-hmm. in the 80s that's funny that's um, exactly he was like, he was like what 20. they look like he was like 20 when he made this 17. crazy what 17 for real mm-hmm. that's wow. what i read um and that he tried <laughs> sam's to, grabbing yeah, his phone <laughs> what i read was that he was trying to convince people that he was an adult and 18 by really like not complaining about all the prosthetics and everything <laughs> i mean as far as i'm concerned he easily passes for 20 well, it says he was born in 66, and okay. this film came out in 87. 87. So I okay. assumed maybe it was the year prior that they had filmed it. So uh, that would have been 20. Th- so, so he would have been, been 20. 20 then. Well, according to, this is, you know, Wikipedia. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I but you can't found get it on IMDb, wrong, so we right? could be. <laughs> I wonder if yeah. he was younger than... Well, maybe all those years of lying actually confused <laughs> IMDb. <laughs> Nobody actually knows his real age. Well, anyway, maybe he's, Donald he's does. Yeah. So, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, another observation that was made in my house is that uh, my daughter, Kara, <laughs> said that Michael reminded her very much of Billy from Stranger Things. Uh-huh. He looked exactly mm-hmm. like they had to have pulled that image and said, this is what we want they Billy said, to look like. Find us somebody <laughs> yeah. that looks exactly like this. Yeah. And they did. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, oh. he had like... <clears throat> zero chill at that concert or whatever the hell it was and when he is just <laughs> half turned away from it staring down star it was weird well i uh, how you know, did he take his eyes off that sexy sax player one oh my god <laughs> fun oh no. fact about the sax player yeah he played for the tina turner's tour in the 80s Oh, he was an actual sax he player. Was an actual sax. Oh my player. god, That's I was convinced funny. they just hired like a like a bodybuilder, <laughs> and they were like, "Just go up there and be hot and greased up, and pretend like you know what you're doing." Well, he did do that, but he did more than pretend. Wow. He actually knew what he was doing. Apparently, well, I, I don't. I still, I don't think he was. I don't think he was the hottie of the film. The hottie of the film for me was Jason Patrick. Mm. Uh, I thought that guy looked amazing, yummy, and was really, yeah, just really like you know, attractive dude. Um, 
Yeah. Anyway, not go uh, on, but not Alex Winter. No, I love Alex Winter, but he's gonna always be. Uh, he's always gonna be uh, Bill for me. So. Right. Or I was or he, he was could the be. One to die. <laughs> or I know. Or he could be the keyboardist from uh, Bon Jovi. Just saying. Yeah, maybe. Same here. No big deal. There was a lot of things that I did enjoy about the movie, and I feel like I kind of got to watch it with fresh eyes because I hadn't seen it in so long. One of the things that did kind of bother me, I mean, you get over it. It's not a huge deal. But Corey Feldman was trying so hard <laughs> to have a lower voice than what he actually does. It's yes, he, was. <laughs> he was actually fired from the movie. What? Because he showed up on a cocaine bender and they fired him. And then he came back and said, sorry, I won't do that again. And he didn't through the rest of the filming. Oh, wow. Did not know that. So Again, how I found old? it on the internet. Not sure. All right. But it, but let's say that that's true. And mm-hmm. he went on a cocaine bender. How old was he for this movie? That I didn't read. I mean, he would have. He was what? Well, I bet he was like fourteen or something. Yeah, he looked so young. Mm-hmm. Uh, so sad. And, and Corey Haim too. I mean, oh my god. Oh, they were for babies. sure. So Feldman was born in seventy one. So you know, maybe fifteen, sixteen. Yeah. I mean, like he had access. He was in Gremlins. It's fine. <laughs> he had Gremlins money. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he, well, he had done he had done Gremlins, he had done Goonies, Goonies before this. Mm-hmm. So that there was a Goonies poster in the movie yeah, store. Yeah. That was one of the things that uh, that I noticed in watching the movie is that it very much felt like a Richard Donner movie. Mm. And when they did go first well, like we can talk about the underground sunken layer thing um because in my head that doesn't make sense at all. But when they were down there and doing things down there, it felt even if Feldman wasn't there, it mm-hmm. felt like Goonies mm-hmm. the yeah. way that it was being shot. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. Now, if you could tell me how exactly that thing got into the cliff, I would love to understand that. What? <laughs> I think it's. I I don't fully understand that. Like I feel like it was like a sinkhole situation. But like if you think don't about, get me wrong, it looks cool. You know, it was a neat layer. But if you think about it, like. Old cities in Europe are literally layers of layers of layers of the old city below it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like Rome is built up on top of itself. Interesting. And so like when they're doing new construction, sometimes they find other mm-hmm. buildings that they didn't know were there. Yeah. So like shit just happens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we, it worked out well for we this go movie. To Seattle, we'll do the underground tour. Yeah. It's really there you cool. go. I have a quote from the director that also leads to a question to all of you. Mm. Can't we? So when asked why he did the mo- the movie, um, Shoemaker said, vampires are hot. They are the only erotic monsters. Frankenstein is not hot. So my question to you is, mm. are vampires the only hot monsters? Yeah, because werewolves, they're too fuzzy. I think it depends on your preference. I mean, but Oz and Buffy, Continue. though. Am I right? Well, I mean, some <laughs> people might, excuse me, some people might like... Uh, I like, you know, a furry uh, <laughs> werewolf type. I can think so of a group of people that like furry You're just things. going with vampires and werewolves. There's yeah, lots of supernatural Because there's also creatures. like mermaids Monsters. and um, centaurs. Whoa, whoa. Like, you're telling me mermaids aren't real? Nobody said that. Wow. Centaurs? Said that. I mean, that's pretty hot look. Sam would fuck a centaur. There Probably. is a huge movement right now where people are trying to fuck Mothman. 
I am not kidding. What the fuck is this? Do they want there to be another disaster? Because he only shows up at those. I mean, he's already around. So I mean, that's true. Um, I think that, and I'm not sure when it started. And I don't know if it's like the mysteriousness behind vampires, but they they seem to always have this like sensual like feel to them. Yeah, and that's how they played up. Well, because it seems like vampires have to sort of seduce their way in close so that yeah, they can, you that's know, true. They do have to lure their that's prey. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Like, but uh, then you go True Blood, <laughs> and the werewolves in True Blood are They're mighty tasty. Fine. Tasty morsels. <laughs> yeah, but not when they're werewolves. Like, not when they're wolfed that's out. That's fair, but right. they do have a wolfish look to them. That's true, but that's just that's the That's just the casting. As hairy, <laughs> as hairy as you are, you should want people to be into werewolves, That's true. Lance. Come on, Lance. But anything <laughs> they make now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen, I can't help my genetics. I was just like, trying to help uh, you. Like yeah. Robin Williams Jr. <laughs> that's how it goes. Uh I don't, not that I want to shift away from this conversation, <laughs> but what about, what about, no, not at all. But I just, what <laughs> about, go, Grant. what about the doors? What about the, the role that Ooh. the doors play in this movie? Ooh, I mentioned that. Yeah. Because they use the song. People are strange. It is not the doors version. No. Somebody had to re-record it. Uh, I don't know who it was. I read that and I didn't write it's, it down. It was a, it was a band of the time and I saw it briefly and I don't remember who it was, but anyway. So they do a cover of it, but then there's that scene where, of course, in the lair, they have a poster up of Jim Morrison. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then there's that scene when they're kind of fading uh, away from Jason Patrick and and they sort of settle on like the the Jim Morrison poster sort of emerges from like the shadow of Jason Patrick. It's this Mm -hmm. kind of weird thing they're doing. Almost like they want to draw a comparison or a similarity between the two. And Jason Patrick does in this film look sort of Jim Morrison-ish, at least mm-hmm. the way Jim Morrison looked in sort of his prime, I guess. I just thought that was kind of an interesting thing because Jim Morrison is such a, um, I don't know. I mean, he didn't have anything to do with vampires, but he was this kind of, he was this kind of like, uh, you know, weird guy that believed in like spirits and a whole bunch of other things. So I thought that was kind of interesting that they decided the to band, do that. The band was Echo and the Bunny Man. Oh, Echo and the Bunny Man. Mm. Yeah. Should have known. Uh, 80s new wave band. So I was trying to, uh, I'm sure that there's better articles. This is just the first one that I found where they were talking about like vampires being like sexualized and whatever. Uh, I'm just going to jump in the middle here and read this thing. Some vampires are even more overtly sexual. In 1872, Irish writer J. Sheridan Le Fanu who was acquainted with Bram Stoker, wrote a vampire novel called Carmilla. In it, Carmilla the Vampire... Do you know this, Jamie? Yeah, it's a, I actually have this audiobook, and I sometimes uh, listen to it when I go to sleep. Because of the sex? No. Okay. <laughs> Carmilla the Vampire tries to initiate a lesbian affair... We're going to talk after the show, Jamie, with the narrator, but the sex was couched in a metaphor because it was 1872 <laughs> sometimes the narrator tells us of her dreams there came a sensation as if a hand was drawn softly along my cheek and neck sometimes it was as if warm lips kissed me 
and longer and longer and more lovingly as they reached my throat. But there the caress fixed itself. My heart beat faster. My breathing rose and fell rapidly and full drawn, a sobbing that rose into a sense of strangulation. Super. Is would you, too would much? you like to know is why it too much? it's so in my. Okay, so. And the, well, the first thing after this whole thing, it says, that's a pretty good description of an orgasm. <laughs> that's what they said in the article. So in the version I have, David Tennant <laughs> is supposed to be one of the narrators. Oh, so that's why you like it. Yes, but he's not <laughs> one of the main ones. Okay. So I don't listen to it that often. Like once I listen to it all the way through, I don't necessarily listen to it. Not that it's not. So, it's fine. Right. So basically the point is, is that this whole thing goes back very, very far mm-hmm. that vampires are sexy. Well, and Anne Rice kind of redefined the sexy vampire too. Yeah. So in, did Twilight. Her, her books. Well, Twilight and I wonder <laughs> after that. I think I find it interesting because in um the first Bram Stoker's I wonder if Dracula is supposed to be sexy or if because he can like mind control people perceive him as being mm-hmm. alluring. Mm. And then they just kind of took the metaphor out of it. And they're like, no, 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 no. They really are that just that hot. Yeah. They're going to fuck you. And but I guess if you cut carbs, you. I'm fine. I'm with just it. kidding. Yeah, that's fine. Do it. Go. It's worth it. If you catch me right afterwards, I won't even notice the bite. It's fine. Veronica. <laughs> yes. There was. Do you remember when. Do you remember in the movie when uh, Lucy. Shake my head in disappointment. Do you remember in the film when uh, Lucy's father says to her. Um, you're the only woman I know where she could improve her situation by getting divorced. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he said she couldn't improve. Oh, where she didn't improve. Yeah, where she didn't yes. improve her situation by getting yeah. divorced. Oh, is that what he said? That's yeah. what he said. Wow. She didn't improve it. <laughs> but still, the that guy, he's funny. And I, mm-hmm. I recognize him from other things, but I don't know who he is. Well, he was in Tron. Um, right. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's one of the people that works at the... Um, yeah, he he was like one of the scientists that works at the place, and uh, he's kind of like that gatekeeper guy that lets him through. Mm-hmm. He's in the big structure anyway. We don't have to talk about Tron, but or we could for twenty minutes. Anyway, so in Tron, <laughs> there is a fan theory about Grandpa. Okay, oh. and the theory is that he is also half vampire because he tells them they can't drink his root beer in the fridge. Mm-hmm. So the theory is that that's actually blood. Um and the taxidermy situation is a little weird. Yeah, so. that is I do interesting. like that. He's I never about that. that. He's the first vegetarian. Did you ever think about that? Not at all. Wow. Maybe we Empire. need. Maybe we need to watch. He was drinking Heinz root beer too, which is like a classic root beer. Maybe we huh. need to but, but watch the But it's also like Heinz ketchup. Fair. Yeah. It's red. Just spelled differently. But yeah, interesting. Wow, I never thought of it from that. Can that we discuss how? Michael goes to star for answers and she's just like, I can't tell you anything, but I will have sex with you. Uh-huh. Yep. My kind of lady. Yeah, uh. <laughs> like, well, that's cool. how you shut him up and get him to quit asking questions. <laughs> cool star. <laughs> and Laddie Unless comes I'm out of nowhere for me. Like all of a sudden Laddie is the thing. Yeah. Like the reason I'm here is because this child that yeah. you've never seen before. Well, she's there the first time they go to the lair, but it, it's they don't really explain it too much and then you see her on the the milk carton as mm-hmm. missing oh and they kind of hold sure, on that sure, for sure. a minute 
But yeah, they don't really explain that a lot. That like, character's so unnecessary. It didn't like it didn't add anything well, to other, the story. Other than well, to maybe just I guess draw a little her, more sympathy. Yeah, you know I think yeah maybe add a protective yeah. nature to Star too. Right, right. Because otherwise yeah. she's just you know an uncommunicative, uh, um, uh, you know person Whore? that uh, I guess <laughs> maybe Starfucker. Oh, that's my goal. <laughs> um, I have another fan theory. What do you got? Go for it. So, um. One of the Fox brothers says, when a vampire bites it, it's never a pretty sight. Mm -hmm. Mm. Then David dies. And he just is dead. Yeah. The theory is that David is not dead. And I think that that is a theory because he was supposed to be in another sequel. Coming in 2024. No. It would have come out a long time. Wouldn't that be cool, though? (laughs) He just comes back now. I mean, Kiefer would totally do that, wouldn't he? Ask him. Come on. Hold on. Let me step out. When they made the sequels for those films, I don't think that the other actors were like even interested in it because apparently they just weren't but well from what i read Kiefer was on board to do another one and then for some reason it didn't happen and it wasn't either of those it was a separate but yeah think about where we are now we've got like a fucking karate kid series we've got all of these movies that are coming back that would be the time right they could totally do that yeah okay so most of those actors and i mean if you're still a fucking badass (laughs) most of those actors are all still alive except for Corey haim Yeah, that's true. I forgot about that, too. Yeah. When did he die? Oh, gosh. I think it's at least been a decade. Yeah. Oh, oh I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was quite a bit longer than that. No, maybe. Yeah. It might be. Um, yeah. If Kiefer can take a. I know st- he's listening, so pitch it right now. Yeah. If he could just stop jumping into Christmas trees. then. <laughs> did you ever see that video? I did. <laughs> okay. It's amazing. <laughs> I don't know what you're referring to. So, <laughs> by the way, 24 is like one of my favorite shows ever. I, I'm not sure how well it holds up, but it was so much fun to watch that show. And he was great in it. I also love everything his dad does, too. Donald's. Oh, my yeah, he's great. Yes. On a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Accurate. Um, so what about um, I, I guess I don't know how to say this other than I'll just ask. Is this movie scary? Um. I a small percentage could be considered scary, I think. And that's you, like you weren't really scared in it. No, 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 no. But then again, I'm also not a child. You know, I'm not watching this. By the way, uh did you show the video? All right, let's play the video. <laughs> That's what I was referencing, by the way. Okay. If anybody wants to look up Kiefer Sutherland oh, and Christmas it. tree, I'll okay, good, good. Wow. Um, <laughs> that was actually the sequel to this movie. Uh, it was very short. He got lost in the tree. Uh, so yeah, I, I might have been scared when I was younger when yeah. I watched it, yeah. but not. Yeah. yeah, I. I the only time that it gets like a little dicey for me because I was just kind of worried about like if my kids were in the room or whatever was like that beach scene where they got the uh, where they finally in front of Michael like started killing people. Oh yeah. Mm. So that scene super oh, scary. Yeah. The, yeah. The yeah. bite into the top of the skull yeah. that one gets me. Yeah. That one I hadn't 
questions about. Yeah. I, mean, I get there's a lot of blood when you get a head wound, but. I So, and I, I didn't feel like it was necessarily, I don't know, maybe it was like 50% gore, 50%. It was just super intense. Yeah. And that's what made it, I that I would classify that part as a scary part. Yeah. Well, other, th- other than that. Like, it's also hard to be a scary moment, like when they're all hanging from the ceiling mm-hmm. right? later and on in the movie. And they show their toes yeah. holding them. Well, and that yeah. that scene could be scary, but the kids take you out of it. Yes. Because of their comments. Right, right. So, they, I don't they know. They definitely were towing that line of trying to make it creepy, but they were still like, we're going to make this for kids. We right. want, we want kids to be able to right. watch this and think it's, I mean, cause there are a, attempts at humor with like the frog brothers, I think mm-hmm. uh, being kind of silly. And sometimes some of the stuff they do with Corey Hames character, Sam. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously the grandfather is there for comic <laughs> relief. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I, I was just sitting there kind of thinking that, you know, I think of lost boys as kind of like a horror movie, but is it really scary? I don't No, nah, not really. I don't think so. Not really. Uh, I think that it would be done way different now. And I think that if there was a sequel, that it would have the potential to be, I mean, just Kiefer by himself is an intense fucking dude. Mm, And so uh, like, I would, I would love to see that. I think that would be so cool. And now's the perfect time. Do you, do you have uh, pages and pages of notes on this one? I I only had a couple more things that I noticed. I thought it was cool that Sam had posters of Rob Lowe and Molly Ringwald. (laughs) I did. (laughs) I saw saw the Ringwald. Yes. Yeah. And then he has one of Rob Lowe on his closet that he's putting the, um, the taxidermy into that he keeps accumulating that grandpa keeps. Well, and that's the, the that's part of the comic relief that the grandpa character adds. Uh, and then the only other thing was, I really thought one of the things that stood out to me in this film I thought it was shot great. And there were so many moments that stick out in my mind, the way that when they're in the lair the first time and they have the light just focused on David's face Mm. when he's Mm -hmm. talking, I think that's fucking brilliant. And then when they're in that scene, when they are going to turn to vampires and start killing David's face is the one that you see emerge as like the vampire first Mm -hmm. and just the way he looks, I think is probably the most, like if there was a scary scene, it's probably that part right there when he, you know, just kind of thrusts his face into the light. Yeah. Uh, I I really like that part too, but, um, I just felt like the music was really lacking. I thought the soundtrack Mm. was not really good at all. I I felt like there were so many, some of the songs they use fine, I guess. But well, and they I, I use them like, multiple times. Yeah, but I felt like they could have done so much more with all of the like sweeping helicopter shots they had. Sure, I mean, they really yeah. could have done more with like a score. And I think that Teen Wolf like blew this movie away with mm-hmm. its the way that they use music. Yeah, it. I thought they did a much better job in Teen Wolf than Lost Boys. You want to know a fun, <clears throat> funny little anecdote? Yeah. Always not what it is um so <laughs> andrew lloyd weber chose shoemaker to direct fan of the opera the movie yeah which was terrible uh based on this movie because he liked the way the music was was used to further the story mm. in this movie well and maybe okay. i mean but I it mean, was a weber different sucks, time so. <laughs> it was a different time and maybe they thought that what they were doing was the best way to approach this but we have now decades of films that we've seen after this one that they learn to utilize music better. 
Phantom of the Opera was in 2003, so there was plenty of time for better options. Yeah, for but Andrew it Lloyd Webber to but choose. it was Phantom of the Opera. Not that Shoemaker is bad. Yeah, Weber sucks. <sighs> so, anything else? Any other thoughts about Lost Boys? I not off the top of my I head. I appreciate the little brother's uh comic flex. He's like, "Well, you mm. can't." I'm like, yeah. "You are such a nerd. Like, mm-hmm. calm down." That was yeah. great. Yeah. But it was really random. But it did show that and I don't know if this was intentional, but it showed that the two what was it? Frog brothers? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that their business really was just a front for what they were really passionate about. Right. Because they weren't really passionate about comics unless people were stealing their shit from the yeah. storefront. Well, my <laughs> thing was just like maybe someone just didn't put it back in the right spot. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Like some rando. But they did say at, at one point like, yeah, we just do this yeah. for mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, Yeah. It was I, just kind of funny. I think it's kind of going to be hard to do, but how do we compare and contrast and then choose one to be better here well we could do it by i mean i don't know i guess we could talk about like hmm. we could just say which because one we liked more we right yeah. but they're but they're very but they're very they're so i understand that we put them together because they're two supernatural things mm-hmm. but they're very different movies. Yep, but now you have to pick one. Which one did you You like want me to better? go first? Yeah, sure. you go first. Mm-hmm. Do it. I feel like <laughs> <laughs> You have to pick one that is the rules. There is um there is no bias here. And I'm looking at these movies for what they are or you know kind of what I felt while I was watching them. I I appreciated the darkness of the Lost Boys, I liked some of the stuff, but I, uh, in both movies, I feel like there's stuff that could have been done better. The movie that I feel like was done better for what it was meant to be was Teen Wolf. I feel like that movie was done better than The Lost Boys. It just kind of felt like smaller. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I feel like it could have they could have expanded on some things. Whereas the story of Teen Wolf, like with the exception of not knowing about the mom or anything like that, I, I felt like what was in it was good enough and it told the story and it had the 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 villains, it had the love interest, it had like complications in it, then it had good comic relief in it. And... um yeah, I I think I'm gonna have to pick Teen Wolf for this one, uh, and that's I'm telling you, it's not because it has Michael J. Fox in it. Although I do like him, everyone knows that. We can all hear the air quotes, Veronica. Mm-hmm. I am going to rate them based on which one I enjoyed more, and I am going to choose The Lost Boys. Teen Wolf, I felt, just kind of left me going, okay. What what was that movie? <laughs> mm-hmm. And I feel like Lost Boys had a theme through it, and I was interested and wanted to know what was going to happen next. All right, let's fight. Okay, um, go get the <laughs> shaving cream. <laughs> you guys got twine. <laughs> 
Jamie and I will be in the closet for two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you guys can fight there. We'll go in the closet. It'll be fine. We'll Watch those nails. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't want to scratch that sweatshirt. <laughs> it does have a badger. Oh, not a beaver, but a badger. No. So close. <laughs> um, I will say that for tonight, the one I would rather rewatch would be Teen Wolf. Mm. Why is that? Um, Kind of what you were saying that for me, the Lost Boys didn't quite go far enough in what it wanted to be. Mm. Um, And Teen Wolf um, just, it, it covered, it wanted to be like a funny coming of age, figuring out who you are type of story. And it met what it wanted to do. Um, there were lots of moments in, um, not lots, but in the lost boys, I felt like it told a couple of those things 80% of the way. Mm. And a lot of the times it didn't quite cross the finish line. So, um, but yeah, it's like not enough of a scary for me. It's not enough of a comedy. It's fine. Like it's a fine movie. I'm glad I watched it. Um, but if I was going to sit down and watch one of them again right now, I'd probably put on Teen Wolf. Yeah, they're both great 80s movies. <clears throat> yes. Like I f- I'm having fun when I watch them because of what time they were from. I mean, fucking at the at the guy's house that the mom's dating that, you know, he had that like this neon thing that lit up and and it was like these little cubes in the background or rectangles. And it was like only in the 80s would this thing exist right. yeah. in a dining room and like stuff like that in the video store. And it was I'm sure it was set up or staged or whatever, but it seemed all very natural for that time. And I just I love all of that stuff. Uh, however, Lost Boys also. I had to dock at some points for how many times I had to hear Kiefer Sutherland say Michael <laughs> because it, I want to know the count. He was, Somebody, um, he was the count. He was the yeah. count is on IMDb. Is I it? didn't write it down, but somebody counted them and put I, it I, on. I will under look trivia. it up. Funny. I believe it. Yeah. All right, Sam. Yeah, I. Um, You're the only representative of the head. The head up because Paul picked the other movie. Right. So, so I. I, I think I said on the last episode when we were drafting these movies, I've probably seen Teen Wolf more than any movie in my entire life. And because of reruns, that's that's <laughs> probably accurate. So uh, I love Teen Wolf mm-hmm. and all of those scenes are just like, they're just like a part of me. I feel like that movie, like I can watch it and watch it over, over again. I think it's one of the most rewatchable films of the 80s. Um, and I absolutely love it. But I think Lost Boys is the better film. So if I had to pick between the better movie, yeah, I would go with the Lost Boys here. I love the darkness of the Lost Boys. I feel like they don't go all the way with it. I feel like they could carry a little further. I love the scene when they're holding on to the train at mm-hmm. the at the at the end, and then they fall into the fog. I love uh, one of the best scenes. I think is when they're on the motorcycle you know, and they're cruising through and everybody's just like kind of looking at each other. I just feel like there are so many really great scenes and great like movie making happening in this movie. I think the acting's better in the lost boys overall. 
Um, and I'm just more into that as an actual movie where I feel like Teen Wolf is more like Saturday afternoon comfort food. Um, Maybe that's why I'd want to watch it right now. Yeah, exactly. I think <laughs> it's, it's one of the most snowing. And yeah, I just want to be cozy. Fun. It's yeah. like sunshine, like the whole movie, even though it's about a werewolf. And even though it's got these dramatic moments in it, I love Teen Wolf and I always will. But yeah, for me, between these two, I think the better film is The Lost Boys. Mm -hmm. So what do we do if we're tied? We take it to the <laughs> socials. We'll kick it to the socials. Is that what we do? Yep. Mm -hmm. Do you have a guess as to how many times Kiefer Sutherland says Michael? 35. Okay. 142. What did you say? 142. 118 times. Shut Fuck. up. That's what it says. <laughs> Michael. There is, of course, a YouTube clip of him saying all of them in a row. But uh, I'm not going to do that to you guys right Thanks. now. Maybe that can be the outro. There you go. Yes. <laughs> do it. Anyway, yeah. we went to the socials and we found out from our dear, sweet, faithful listeners. Our sweet cherubs. What what movie they preferred. I forget how, yes. you, how you said they, it. They turned out in droves uh, in, in response to this, know what to, to this means. poll. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, that you know, Jamie put out. You know how... <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. So anyway, uh, but I was gonna say something about drove showing up for another poll, but I don't. I just right. better not. But uh, but yeah, we 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 appreciated the response uh, because we could not figure it out on our own. We were split right down the middle, two to two. Yeah. So we had to, we had to ask our listeners to help us out. So and lend a hand uh, to break the tie. So what is the final tally? The final tally. Was it was a very narrow margin. Yes, the drum roll is here. In a, a very drum. narrow defeat, the Lost Boys defeated Teen Wolf seven oh to God. six, and Lost Boys is in fact a better movie. Does than nobody Teen Wolf. Um, does nobody respect my opinion anymore? Teen Wolf is uh, far superior, but that's fine. That's fine. I'm not going to complain more than the coming five minutes. Are you happy with the outcome, Sam? I would have been happy either way. Mm. It was tough to pick oh, between these two because I like them both a lot. Yeah, I I, I, don't I, I think they're well. I you know whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Oh, well, fuck you. Well, I, I am. In, <laughs> I'm interested to see if this week's pairing causes the amount of turmoil within our group. I'm that thinking it won't. <laughs> I don't think it will. I don't think it will either. Um, I'm interested. I really okay. What I would love to happen is for everyone to be saying this statement so confidently. And then be like, yeah, the obvious answer is X, Y, Z. And then we get deadlocked again. <laughs> yeah. It could happen. Fair. And I it wouldn't be shocked. Happen to you. Uh, yeah, I'm just like, I, I don't know if I expressed this earlier, but I'm genuinely surprised that you went with Lost Boys yeah. that, for your pick. But he picked so, it. I get it. I get, but he he also described his history with Teen Wolf. That's right. true. So yeah, it was graphic. Anyway, it it is what it is. I'm gonna let this one go. I'm gonna let it slide. 
Someday we're going to do, you know, like uh, sci-fi movies or something like that. And I'll get Back to the Future in there and it's going to win fucking everything. Yep. It's going to be great. Are you great. just going to slip it in? I'm let, just going to slip no, it no, in. No, 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 because we're going to put Back to the Future against Star Wars and see how let you... Me ask yeah, you we'll have, yeah. Let me ask you something. We're, do, sci-fi well, we're doing something comparable yes. to Veronica later, but uh, yeah. let me ask <laughs> you... <laughs> comparable to Veronica? No. Uh, what <laughs> I me- be in a car? <laughs> no. no, but what I meant by that was is that Veronica has two of her favorite movies coming up that we're oh, going to put ahead. Yeah, 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 so yeah, it's like, true. Uh, gonna be I'm excited about that. Anyway, uh, but look, which yeah. one of these, the, what it really comes down to, Lance, is yeah. which one of these movies has a um, jacked up, oiled up guy playing saxophone in it? And that's <laughs> what won uh, this competition. Yeah, I hope that's you appreciated true. that text. Yeah. Who is so. actually a saxophone player? That's actually right. plays a saxophone. Now we know. I never would have guessed it because it didn't look like he was playing sax or singing for that matter. No, but it did not look like. Gyrating. Apparently, he has talent more than just looks. Well, uh, we could talk about his hard-oiled body all night, but uh, we, people have things to do. Well, so we're we going have to, to let these on Patreon. Go. So if you want to, <laughs> you want to hear us talk for another twenty-five minutes about that guy. Oh my! In God. graphic detail, we'll do it. On video, and we will have a slideshow presentation as well. I Look, accept. he's coming to live with me in the North Pole. And <laughs> wait, wait, you can't. You can't We're crossing Look, things here. No, we can't. Chris, Chris is bought in. The giraffe <laughs> is totally <laughs> so out, This is so out of context There's now. room for him in my El Camino, and I don't it give a fuck what any anybody sense. thinks. Oh my God. And if you want to know what that means, <laughs> listen, listen to next, next week's week. episode. God damn it. <laughs> Every, all walls have been broken. Anyway, <laughs> thank you everyone for listening. Uh, we Happy now have the winner. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> Happy we'll Turkey Day. Gobble, gobble. Soon. I fucked everything. <laughs> I also did a Thanksgiving.